I'm Sam Mitchell, and these are my stories. Howdy, folks. I hope we're having a good day today. So, this is my first podcast. Let's hope it will go well. And this podcast will mainly be about me, because I'm so cool, and autism. Because I feel like autism is a humongous disorder that is in many forms and people struggle with. I think it's bigger than schizophrenia. I think it's better than MD. I think it's even bigger than regular autism. Because I don't have regular autism, I have Asperger's syndrome where I struggle with social cues sometimes, and much more. But with perseverance, I think I will be able to accomplish and learn the social skills and develop them that I need to learn and hopefully manage better than I used to. However, before I talk about autism, I thought today I would just talk a little bit about me and how I am, and I thought you guys could get to know me. Kind of like those uh, first day of school worksheets, what they do when they do the about me thing or they do in elementary or middle school. So I know I talked about... I was going to talk about autism later on, but I'd like to give you the basis of it and how I was diagnosed with it. So when I was four, I was diagnosed with autism because I was struggling with social cues and I showed signs of it, like when a plan wouldn't go well. And I would basically have soaking tears down my face. So I um, went to the hospital and was tested for the symptoms that I showed. And the test results came back that I had autism and I was diagnosed on it when I was four years old. I think I came a long way from where I used to be. I don't only have autism, I have some food allergies. I have had a peanut allergy since I was two because when I ate peanut butter and I used to love it, I broke out in hives and then I had an emergency where I was stabbed with an EpiPen and I was took to the hospital and I was diagnosed with a peanut allergy. And last year, I got diagnosed with a vanilla allergy. The story with that one is when I was... On my 16th birthday, I ate some vanilla ice cream that was homemade. And when I ate it, I broke out in highs. So then we tried it again. And in a small amount, broke out again. It's like, oh, great, blah, blah. So then I tried store-bought ice cream. That, no breakouts, zippity nana, nothing. So then we tried the homemade ice cream again. Five seconds later, I was diagnosed. Broke out in highs again and went to the allergy doctor and was diagnosed with a vanilla allergy. I also have alpha-gal. Here's the story with that. I was going to do a peanut challenge where they test you to see if you're not allergic to peanut anymore. I was going to do the peanut challenge, and it takes some time. But, however, I started breaking out again, and sure enough, every time we kept a food diary, and every time I ate pork is when I was, was breaking out. So that's what we suspected, but we didn't know that. So we went back to the allergist, and... I got diagnosed with a pork allergy, but the the doctor then said do some blood work. Okay, well, we do blood work, and the results come back that I have this new thing that's been going around called alpha-gal. Alpha-gal is given to you by a tick, where the tick bites you, and that carries alpha-gal, and it inserts some sort of sugar molecule into your body that makes you allergic to red meat and pork, which means I can't have beef, pork, a brat, sausage, all that good jazz, but I can still have chicken, turkey, and fish. But I don't miss pork that much, which is the unique thing. I also, though, have a strawberry allergy, but I cheat on that. And I also cheat on vanilla. I can cheat on vanilla and strawberry. But, however, if I cheat on peanut and pork, it's bye-bye Sam. Now that I talked about my food allergies, I would like to talk about my family. My family consists of a mother, a father, two extremely good grandmas who I'm extremely close to, two very hardworking grandfathers who I'm also close to, Two crazy uncles, good aunts, and a lot, a lot, many 
uh, tons of cousins, who I am only close to one of them very well. And each of those family is on one side of each. Like, one grandma is on my mom's side, the other grandma is on my father's side. One grandma is on my dad's side, the other is on my mom's side. One uncle is on my mom's side, the other is on the dad's side. I think you get it from now. But I each have, I have a family that's very different. One is extremely outgoing and we can laugh, giggle, and just have the time of our lives. But the other side, we can still have fun, don't get me wrong. But that side is more calm, collective, reserved, and just old school, I guess is the way to put it. Speaking of school, I like to talk about my school that I go to. I go to Eastern Green High School, which is in Indiana, but I don't feel comfortable revealing the location. I am currently in the uh, JAG program, which stands for Job for American Graduates. And JAG is a class where they help students teach job skills, like how to interview people and how to plan accordingly, how to make it into this real-life world. And I also did an I and I dinner JAG speech, which included me mentioning how JAG will be an inquisitive adventure in my eyes. I am also involved with Media Club, which is where I found my love for doing this. And hopefully, as I do podcasts, I will get better and better. And when I get out of school, I might do this for a living. Oh, and I'm a junior, which is the toughest year alive. And they ain't wrong, but I'm persevering good and I'm doing well in academics. Because I got a 96 on my algebra test and now I got an email that says I'm going to go to the incentive breakfast. So which teacher will nominate me? We shall find out soon. Dun, dun, dun. Also, I like to talk about our school a little bit. And in my eyes, our school is good and bad for the most part. The, the negatives with our school is our school had to deal with construction zone. And we had to deal with our school falling apart. And we had to have a construction team come in and repair our whole entire freaking school. But... Another negative that it is, is from the outside, our school doesn't look like a school. To me, it looks our school looks like an old abandoned warehouse that probably doesn't exist anymore. And in our school, I feel like there's a lot of drama. Lots and lots and lots of it. And I don't mean like high school drama. I mean like tons of community drama. But it's okay that a school is like that because there are some positives with our school. Eastern Green Schools, in my eyes, accommodates to special needs kids extremely well. And because I have autism and special ed means a lot to me and they can help you, I can ever more respect that. Another good thing is if you think a small school is better for you than a big school like like Bloomington High School North, this school is the perfect school for you because there is more one-on-one, everyone knows each other, and the community is extremely nice and well-respected. Another thing I like to talk about is subjects in my school. The worst subject that I suck at is math. Because math involves numbers, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying the numbers is a problem, but some math concepts are hard for me. Like, for example, algebra. When you put a number and a letter together, that just doesn't make any logical sense. Because I don't see how you can divide X by Z. That doesn't make any logical sense to me. But if it involves geometry, I'm pretty good at that. Because, yeah, it involves shapes, and because it involves patterns. And yeah, that's algebra, it's simple algebra. Like, X minus 3 equals 12. I can do that pretty darn well. But algebra, ask someone else for help. However, my best school subject is English because my mother's a teacher in English and she helps me with it. And to me, English is more fun. English is like a game in my eyes, like grammar is. But English, there's more creative. There's there's no right or wrong answer. There's multiple right answers. There's more you can do with English than in math because in math, one right answer. There's no black and white. It's just this, shut up, 
End of story. But English, it's like, oh, it's multiple. It's multiple. And English is more expanded. Now, I'd like to tell you what other people have said about me. Because it's kind of like a family feel like, we asked 100 people. No, it's not like that. I'm just kidding. I've asked my parents and some friends what people thought of me. And this is what I got. So here are some negatives about me. And I agree with them, by the way. Obsessive. Okay. I can be extremely obsessed with something if it's important to me. Like, for example, if I get frustrated with something, the hard part is I go right into obsessive mode. Like, for example, let's say a party doesn't go well. Or let's say a party's on the table and I'm getting frustrated with this person. Okay. That frustration turns into obsessive. Okay. I also am a worry wart, I feel like, sometimes. I worry about too much. And I don't mean to, don't get me wrong, but it's like, uh, uh, uh. Like, sometimes it depends, but on, depending on the topic, I walk on pins and needles. I'm also blunt. I've just taught, and I learned on my own, honesty is the best policy. Okay, I tell the truth. The problem is, though, you should not always tell the truth. But I do, and it hasn't got me to the best places. The truth sometimes does hurt, I'll be honest. But I have to work on not telling everyone the incorrect truth. Because if I tell the wrong person the truth about them, I'm probably going to get punched in the face. I can promise you this. I will work on that no matter what. I am also sarcastic. I am very sarcastic because because if I see someone acting like an idiot, like I'm going to be like, wow, you're so smart. Or if I see someone being stupid, like, wow, you're the smartest person alive. I'm just going to be extremely sarcastically mean to you, which I am trying to work on, but it's going okay. Also, I'm loud, okay? This proves, like, I get really like this loud, and I'm, I'm a loud man. The only thing the way to make me louder probably would be a megaphone. That would be a good idea, actually. I need to go on the streets and just talk. But the loudness can be problem when I need to be quiet or when I need to use my inside voice, like fancy hotel or a fancy restaurant or in a small area. It's just hard for me to be have an inside voice sometimes because my family is extremely loud. However, there are some positives that people have said about me. For example, apparently I am extremely generous. Okay, I'm willing to help you if you really need it. Like if you're struggling with a school subject or you're struggling with English, I'm willing to, go, I'm willing to try to help you. Like, help me with math, you're not going to get that. But, anywho, I'm also willing to help outside of school. Like, if you're having a problem or one of my people is having a problem, I'm willing to listen and give advice and just help people out. Or, if there's a homeless person by my house, I give them all the money I could right now. Also, I'm a hard worker, okay? I work extremely hard because they say hard work pays off. And trust me when I tell you, it does. I do chores, I do get some money, and in school, I work extremely hard, too. And the proof is, I'm going to need some breakfast. I think that's a major proof. And right now, my grades aren't the best, but I'm trying my hardest, absolute hardest, to bring them up. And I think I'm doing all right with that. Also, I'm honest. Even though that honest and that honest can turn to blunt, I still am honest. I'm not going to lie to you. I tell the truth. I'm going to, and here's the deal with my advice, though. I tell it the way it is. And the honest way. I'm not going to soft. I'm not going to be like, oh, you need some help. Well, let me help you. You got to yes. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be like, all right, here's the deal. If you do this, this is what's going to happen. Here's what you need to do. That's how I am. Help people. It can rub off some people. But some people, they understand like, hey, this is the way it's going to have to be. And if I don't say it myself, I think I'm pretty funny. If you have the right and exact humor, you'll laugh at my jokes. But hey, not even thinks I'm funny. But in my eyes, I'm pretty funny and quirky. And if you have the right humor, we'll have a good laugh. Now, I like to tell you three things that make me mad or sad, and then three things that make me happy. Actually, five things. So, 
Three things made me mad are liars. All right. I tell the truth. I was taught that. Honestly, that's policy. We already went through that. But if you lie, I'm going to get a little mad because I hate liars. I hate them. And sometimes I think lying with me goes a little too far, like when they're just telling me how it is. Like if you tell me, okay, here's what you got to do. No, it's not like that. I feel like if you tell me the way it is, then sometimes to me, that's lying. But I'm working hard on to improve that. But if you lie to me, I'm probably going to get mad at you. I also don't like people making fun of other people with disabilities because, okay, I have a disability. All right, I'll be honest. And I struggle sometimes. So if you make fun of me with that, to me, that's crossing the line. That's the end of story. You're probably, you're probably gonna, you're probably gonna suffer some consequences. If I see someone else doing it to another person, that's gonna make me mad and turn my head red. I'm gonna stand up for that person because what they're doing isn't correct. And they need to learn a lesson in my eyes. Also, I don't like being bossed around. To me, when you boss me around, to me, that, I don't like being told what to do. I'll be honest. I like to do things my way and on my terms. Now, I understand that. You can't do that with everything, but when you have that option, then yes, you should be able to do that. For example, if you boss me around at a party, that's going to piss me off a little bit because a party shouldn't have to be, in a party setting, we shouldn't have to be bossed around. In a party setting, we should have fun and just do whatever we want within reason, of course. But if it's school, then I understand that. But if it's something else like walking to, to my job, yeah, I mean... We have to walk to the job, but let me at least do things my way. Let me at least walk my way. Don't push me around. Don't get mad at me for walking the wrong way. That's what I mean when I say I don't like being bossed around. I don't like being bossed around when it's when I have the option of not being bossed. Well, that's I think that's enough negatives. Let's talk, let's talk about some pauses that make me happy. Some stuff that made me happy is rock music. Okay, I think rock music is the most energetic music alive. I think it's more energetic than country, more energetic than rap. And pop. Heck, I think it's better than funk. Rock music is the way to let some steam loose and to have a good time and a way to throw a good party. Also, why I like rock music is that's been going on for a the long time. I think it's been going longer than country, I think, but maybe not. Who knows? But anyway, rock music is the way to go. And some, some rock music I like would be Highway to Hell by ACDC, Thunderstruck by ACDC, We Were Rocky by Queen, Viva Las Vegas by Elvis, Jailhouse Rock by Elvis, Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses, Paradise City by Guns N' Roses, but my most favorite is Money Talks by ACDC. One, because because I love money, and two, the lyrics is the way I wish I could live. I also enjoy pool. I don't mean like swimming pool, I mean like pool, like the game pool, or as they call it, billards. I enjoy that because, one, it's loud. To me, I don't like loud stuff, but for some reason, when the buzz clash, it's a sound of relaxation in my eyes. And, and the funny part is, I used to be awful at it. Like, I couldn't get in a ball lane. But thanks to my dad, I have learned how to play. And if you say now, I'm pretty good. But if you play my dad, you might as well just sit down and crack a beer. Because it's going to be a while before your turn comes up. And hell, you, might be, you may not even be able to play at all. I also enjoy escape rooms. The story with that is one of my favorite TV shows was playing called Impractical Jokers. And in the end, they had to do punishments. Well, one of the guys' punishments was he had to go, he basically had to pee his pants in an escape room or in an escape room. And I wondered, I looked around it and I thought, what is this? Like, I looked in the background and I thought it was pretty cool what they were doing because as they were doing it, I just thought it was cool. So I decided, you know what? I told my mom, hey, mom, we need to do this. Like, we need to do an escape room. So I decided for my 16th birthday party, I wanted to try an escape room. Well, lucky us, 
there was one in Indiana called the Enigma Puzzle House. And this one had death by chocolate, where in this case, we had a, where grandma was murdered and we had to figure out who did it. And ever since that room, we've done a lot of escape rooms and they're fun. And our record isn't the best. I think it's like a lot to two. We've escaped two rooms. You all should try one. It's fun. It's fun. And critical thinking involved. So if you're a critical thinker, this is the most fun thing for you to do in my eyes. I also like to do putt-putt, putt-putt golf, like mini golf, because in my eyes, it's it's easier than golf, which is the fun part, but it's turned golf kind of fun because putt-putt, there's a lot of different themes to it. There could be a lot of, you could expand your horizons with that one. There could be a pirate theme, a sea theme, heck, even a WWE theme, or even a Dragon Ball Z theme. You never know, but, but anyway... Putt-putt to me is fun because of the themes and you can expand your horizons. And in my eyes too, there could be cool props. For example, I traveled once and there, we were on a pirate ship while playing putt-putt. And to me, that's not possible. That's not so real that you could do it. Like I didn't think you'd get on a pirate ship and play golf. To me, that's pretty amazing. I also like to watch WWE. I've loved WWE since I was six. I remember watching a match, Sheamus versus Wade Barrett, a tables match. And ever since I watched that match, I was in love with wrestling. I still am to this day. And I even know the history about it. Like, I know all about the Monday Night Wars, WWE versus WCW. I also know, I also know my favorite matches. My favorite match of all time is Undertaker versus Mankind at Indi- at Indianapolis at Banker's Life Fieldhouse, which was then, I think, Market Square. The Buried Alive match because it was the first step of hard, not the first, but the second step of hardcore wrestling. And in my eyes, that match is one of the most hardcore matches I've ever seen in my life. And a match that I wish I could watch because it looks so fun. But anyway, I also know the history. Like, I know from 1950s to 1960s, it it wasn't fake. It was real. It was real wrestling. But after a while, it started getting real, and then the 90s consisted of the Monday Night Wars, and now it's turned more friendly, more family-friendly than ever. Now, wrestlers-wise, I know a lot of them. I know Hulk Hogan from AJ Styles. But if you tell me a wrestler from 1985, 1985 past that, I don't know. Like, I don't know people from 1950s to 1984. Like, if you ask me a wrestler about those, I'm going to stare at you like a dead dog. Now, what I would like to do is I want to talk to you about a story. I call it the friendship story. I have friends right now, but it's been a long journey, okay? Because from from K through 7th grade, I could not fit in. People thought I was socially awkward. They didn't, they didn't know how to take me well. They just pushed me, and I felt excluded majorly, major, major, majorly. I felt, I felt like people didn't care. Like right now, if I, like back then, if I had a funeral, probably no one would be there but my family. Now, eighth grade, I have people on my back, but only because of my mother, because my mother's an eighth grade teacher. And at the time, we were in eighth grade. So they liked me because of her. It was kind of like a domino effect. It was liking her, and they only liked me because my mom was a teacher, and that's why. Now, freshman year, ugh, I'm going to hate tell. I'm going to hate tell this, but freshman year was the worst year of them all because no one had my back. I only had BJ Yoho. That was in. He's still my best friend. That was the only friend I had, by the way, from K to 7th, and I still have him to this day, but I, I only had him, okay? Freshman year, to be honest, I thought no one cared. I thought I was, I was like an insect. It's kind of also like when Thanos choked him in Avengers Infinity where he said, insect. That's how I, that's how I felt. Well, we get through freshman year, 
And then the summer that followed my freshman year, I had to take a trip down memory lane. And that trip consisted me of thinking of social ways you understand how social life worked. And that trip, believe it or not, worked. The strategy was to use those modes of exclusion and turn them into kind of a of a thought to where to where I honestly don't give a damn what people think about me anymore. Okay, from K through freshman year, I cared what people think of me, and I used them, and I bared when someone said something bad about me. Not anymore. Now it's like I don't care. If you hate me, hate me. I don't care about it anymore. But also, it's, I also took this kind of attitude. It's kind of like a pro listener said once. She she said, "I say." That I'm the best. And there isn't any anyone that's going to tell me no different. Okay, I developed that attitude. Like, I say I'm the best. I'm better than anyone. And there's no one in this damn world that's going to tell me no different. I also kind of, for some reason, I don't know how, but I feel like I developed a little bit of an ego. Those years, I did not have an ego a little bit. Now I have a little bit of an ego where I don't use my power. It's not like a corrupted power. It's kind of like where you make me mad. I'm be like, I'm going to be frustrated with you. But not like, Burr. and I kind of, I hate to say this too, but I also developed arrogance a little bit. I say I'm the best. No one's going to tell me no different. Well, if you tell me different, I'm not going to care. And I'm going to say you're just, you're just stupid. And I also believe that I'm the best in the world, which kind of leads to arrogance, which I'm still working on. But I feel like somehow that ego, that trip, and all the arrogance has led me. I did something right with that because... Now I have friends right now. Speaking of friends, I do have a lot, but like I said, it took a long way. But I do have friends now. I have 16 that I counted. The main ones I have are BJ Yoho, Brent Adcock, Andy Schroyer, Aaron Dwyer, and Alyssa Michael, who all are different, but I feel the closest to. And someday I hope to actually go on an adventure with them. But speaking of adventures... I'm going to talk to you a little about what I about my adventures because here's the deal. I love to travel. That's one of my favorite hobbies to do. I love to travel. That's my most favorite thing to do. Traveling to me or a vacation is like a holiday. That's kind of like a holiday, but you're not celebrating it. Well, you kind of are, but it's a it's like a holiday, a holiday, but but you're not celebrating it big time. Some adventures I did go to is I went to Cincinnati, Ohio to visit the Great Wolf Lodge. I went to Louisville twice, once to see a rodeo, and wants to visit Mammoth Cave. I've also went to Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge to, to see the Comedy Barn, which my dad got on stage. I've also went to Sandusky, Ohio, and visited the greatest amusement park of all time, Cedar Point. I went to our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., as a class trip because Mr. Goodwin, our 8th grade social studies teacher, took us his classes every year, which I enjoyed. And I went on a fishing trip to Batesville, Mississippi. I've also went to Sarasota and Siesta Key, where we got away from the big time and went to the, which is the most beautiful tropical place of all time. I've also went to Richmond, Virginia to as a birthday present for my mother to visit the Edgar Allan Poe Museum. But my biggest adventure of all time is I got to meet my favorite wrestler, Mick Foley. As you may know, if you're a wrestling fan, Mick Foley is a hardcore guy who takes pain and gets his butt beat, basically. Well, when we met him, he you could tell he had some major bumps going on. Major, major, major bruises. But I read online, I wanted to see how he was like outside of the ring. Well, I read online, he was a nice guy, and he was really nice. And I watched his documentary, too, to... Well, we went there, 
He was the nicest man alive. I was on cloud nine. We had a talk with him. And believe it or not, he was born in Bloomington, Indiana, but moved to New York. But he was the nicest guy. And I feel like he talked to us a long time. Like, yeah, he talked to me like sign autograph, picture, blah, 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 bye. But for us, it was like sign, picture, blah, 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 blah. Like we had a full on conversation with my favorite pro wrestler, Mick Foley. It's funny. Now I joke with BJ and I say, I'm hanging out with celebrities now. I'm hanging in style. That's what I said. I also would like to talk to you about my dogs. I have two dogs. I have two cane corsos, and they are also Italian mastiffs. They're they're big they're big girls and big babies also. One of them is named Lita. Lita has a pug face. She loves belly rubs, and she can be very finicky because if she doesn't like you, she doesn't like you. The biggest story with her is I got from home from school one day. And I see something over there. I'm thinking, what is that? Well, we figure out and we see on her head that she got a big old knot head because she got into a fight with a groundhog, a groundhog out of all the animals. And I thought that story was a highlight because when she dies, that's how I'm going to remember her, remember her, is belly rubber and got in a fight with a groundhog. I'm never going to forget that. Now, our other dog is named Phoenix. She has a snout. She's... Not like a pug face like Lita. I forgot to mention that. Lita has a pug face, but Phoenix has a snout. She likes butt rubs. If you want, she will basically, when if you're sitting down, she'll basically put your butt, her, her butt, right beside you and ask you to rub it. And she also thinks she's a lap dog. So when you're sitting there, she dem- she's the sweet one. She demands your attention. And if she doesn't get, and if you don't give it to her, you're basically going to get her on your lap. And her my my story with her is... It was Easter morning, and we decided to eat breakfast on the back porch. Okay, well, we didn't want the dogs bothering us, so we were like, ow, shoo, shoo, shoo. She got the big, she threw the biggest tantrum alive. It was like a, like you would see a three-year-old crying over, a, it was kind of like a three-year-old crying over a lollipop. Because she kept pouting, and then she's like, and then she got into a fight with Lita. So I was thinking, you go from being a big baby to, being Matt, your sister. How does that happen? Well, my answer is, it's just a dog. Dogs are dogs. And, however, though, she is the most high-maintenance dog that we have currently because she has a she torn, she tore her ACL while wrestling Lita, and we just learned recently she has Lyme's disease. But she's okay now. She has medicine for it. And she's just back to her old sweet self. Also, like my dogs, I do like to eat. That's one of my favorite things in this world is food. Now, some of my favorite foods that I like to tell you are my most favorite food is buffalo wings. Anywhere you get them, I'm going to eat them. Which is funny, though, because buffaloes don't bother me usually. You know, it's like, <laughs> with some people. Well, with me, I love them, and I just demand it. Like, I'm like, bring it on. Bring the heat. See, I can take buffalo wings, though, but I cannot take pepperoncinis. Those is what dry my eyes out. Which is funny, I could take the hottest wings ever, yet I can't take a sweet little banana pepperoncini pepper. I don't know how it works like that. I also enjoy mac and cheese because that's, I've loved that since I was a kid. I mean, heck, who doesn't love mac and cheese? That's one of, if, even if you're a child, you still should love mac and cheese. Even if you're 65 years old, mac and cheese is still good. You, you should love mac and cheese from one year, one, from one year old to 65 years old or until you die, I guess. I also like pizza. My favorite flavor of pizza, sausage pizza. Well, I have that alpha gal allergy. Now I just got to deal with the old stinky cheese. It's okay, but I still miss 
eating some a big juicy sausage pizza. I also enjoy healthy food. For some, my favorite healthy foods are pineapple and peaches. That's my favorite fruit of all time. If you give me just a juicy sweet peach, uh, I'm in heaven. It feels like I'm in Florida already. Pineapple, when I eat that, it's just so good. So yummy, I feel like I'm in Hawaii. I also enjoy bean and cheese burritos. The story with that is my dad, our family, our annual family tradition goes Christmas shopping in, at Bass Pro in Clarksville, Indiana. We decided to find a restaurant. Well, we found a Chewy's. Now, I was hesitant at first because I'd never been to a Mexican restaurant. I didn't know. That is the best restaurant I had alive. And they make the best bean and cheese burritos. Now, I was, I was going to order that, but my mom kind of convinced me, and I did. And that was the start of my love for bean and cheese burritos. Now, we usually have to buy the pre-packaged because we can't go an hour to, to Clarksville and buy a big old fat bean and cheese burrito. So we just deal with the pre-packaged ones, but they're still good. You give me the big, yummy, juicy bean and cheese burritos at Chewy's? Mmm, that's delicious. I also use, I also like salad. I used to not like, but I had a bite of a salad once, and I liked it. So my taste buds changed. It went from zero, like gross, get away from me, to yum, 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 yum. And also, I like ranch now. Okay, I used to hate ranch. When I first tasted ranch, I was like, yuck. Well, now, I think ranch is delicious, and you should put that on everything, or except, except ice cream. But speaking of ice cream, I enjoy ice cream. That's my favorite dessert is ice cream. Now, my most favorite flavor, man, that's a tough one. But I'll tell you this. My favorite ice cream is Ben and Jerry's, is Ben Jerry's Cinnamon Bun. That is the best ice cream, I think, alive to this day. Still the best. You're not going to beat Ben and Jerry's Cinnamon Bun ice cream because it's vanilla ice cream with cinnamon swirls and cinnamon dough. If you like cinnamon rolls and cinnamon bread or cinnamon dough, this is your ice cream. And I like cinnamon rolls. Don't get me wrong. I would rather have some cinnamon ice cream or some cinnamon, cinnamon roll ice cream. But that ice cream does come in handy sometimes because I like others too. Don't get me wrong. But the ice cream, the ice cream is good, but I don't just don't eat ice cream. I mean, I'm not a big fatty. I also work hard with a hay farm. A hay farm is a business where we sell hay to multiple people who are going to feed their animals hay or farm animals. Now, the way we do it is we don't use the, we don't do it the easy way with machine. Oh, boom. On the bale. We do it the old classic fashion way. The manual way, where we run the field and we put hay on the trailer and then stack it up in the barn. We got a system, kind of. It's kind of like it's load, drink, unload, rest. That's kind of the system we have. And it works, believe me. And at first, I started off a little rocky. Like, I was thinking, uh, what, 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 what? Like, what do I do? What do I do? But this year, I'm better at it. And believe it or not, I'm starting to kind of enjoy it because it's kind of fun. It's kind of a I think it's a fun way to exercise and more people should do it. Now, the crew that we have is, it's me, Brandon Flieger, Jaden Crow, and Evan Jackson, who, when we, we do work well together, when you put us together, it's a beautiful mixture of hard workers and of a hardworking crew. And another thing about me is, even though I have a lot of positive and negatives, that's just me, I am extroverted and introverted because in school, I am extremely extroverted due to me focusing on my academics and not giving, not caring about them, or not caring about people at the moment. When you get me outside of school, I'm different. I'm crazy. I'm fun. I like to have a good laugh, and I think I'm a, I think I'm a lunatic in some sorts. Now that I talked about my, now that I talked about me being extroverted or introverted, I like to talk to you about some of my favorite movies. Now, I'm not a big movie guy. I rather watch a episode of Impractical Jokers, which is a good show, by the way, and I highly recommend it. It's on 
True TV, and it's about four guys who put on an earpiece, and they have to do dumb crap, basically, and or odd stuff in different scenarios. But yes, I do have some favorite movies, so I'm going to ahead and read, it to you, read them to you. I really like Central Intelligence. The reason why I like Central Intelligence is because it does involve The Rock and Kevin Hart, which are some of my favorite actors, but it's a good storyline and a good base because the movie involves two secret CNI agents and two old friends who do become friends in a way. But the movie is just phenomenal. It's funny. If you're a teenager, you definitely love this movie. But the reason why I like it is because of the story and the unique base of it. Another favorite movie of mine is Pixels. Okay, the reason why I like this movie is because I own an old arcade game, an old arcade machine. And believe it or not, that has some of the old games on there. That's when I started liking Pixels. Actually, no, I, I first enjoyed Pixels because the game, the movie is about four old people, four people who used to play arcade games, and now there's an alien invasion of the old games. That's what led me to liking old video games, and now I own, I own a big old arcade with video games. Another movie that I enjoy is Fist Fight. Okay, Fist Fight is about two teachers who meet in the front parking lot and have a big old fist fight. Well, my reason why I like that movie is that is the first huge rated R movie I ever watched. And believe me, when I say huge, it's huge. And here's the deal. If you have a little kid watch this, I highly recommend you don't let him because you're going to be an idiot if you do. But anyway, the storyline is perfect. The fight is more perfect. And in the end, they become friends. Another movie I enjoy is Boss Baby. Okay. This is a childish movie that I still like. It's about a baby who, instead of going to a family, goes to the management position and has to save his corporation called Baby Corpse. And unfortunately, he has to pretend to be with a family when he does it. Well, think about it for a second. Eventually, him and his brother, who has had a childhood who's not management, do become friends. It's like a big old management adult who looks like a baby becomes friends with a child who has had a childhood. It's kind of like combining childhood and management together. Another movie that I like is Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. This movie is just funny, pure funny, and it's kind of, and to me, what's so cool about it is the game, okay? It's about four teenagers who got detention and found an old Jumanji game, and they got sucked into the video game and now have to play it or they die. Well, to be honest with you, when you put down the stakes, that's that's a lot of action-packed, and it's funny, and to be honest with you, if I could be sucked into a game, that's the game I would like to be sucked into. Another movie that I really enjoy is Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. People always said, no, Captain Civil War is better than Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. Mm, no. I think it's the other way around, because Civil War is good. Don't get me wrong, Civil War is good. But, in my eyes... Batman vs. Superman is better because Civil War had a lot... They didn't have a good storyline to it. There wasn't that much action. Well, hold on, let me rephrase. They were focusing on the storyline more than the action. But Batman vs. Superman focused more on the action. Okay, and my, that focused more on the action. And because of that, that had a lot more action than Civil War. I mean, the storyline, yeah, it could use some work. But the storyline, when you combine a ton of action pack, that makes a good recipe. When you combine storyline with poor action that's not good so that's why i enjoy batman versus superman dawn of justice another movie that i enjoy is big hero 6 okay big hero 6 is another family movie but there's a lot it's a superhero movie that is inspired by marvel i think and and in my eyes that's really good because because it's really good 
and there's a lot of action, funny, and it's about kids. Kids are finally the heroes instead of some adult. Deadpool is another favorite, another favorite movie of mine because who doesn't like Deadpool? And I also enjoy Night School. Okay, Night School is a funny movie about a guy who was on the top, he blows up the business, and he dropped out of high school, so he can't really go back to school. So he has to go to a GED class to get his GED education. Well, the GED teacher is funny, and he's never cared about school, so he's never had it. But as he as he went through the school, he reformed, he changed, he became a lot more nicer, a lot more hard worker, a better person, and didn't and probably learned not to lie. Spoiler alert: he lied. Now, my most favorite movie is this year's currently Avengers Endgame. Here's the tr- here's the truth: the Infinity War is good, but Endgame was better because it lived up to the hype and the adventure of it was unique. The time travel aspect of it was unique. Now, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I'm spoiling one spoiling one thing. They do time travel, and you have to watch the other Marvel movies to understand where they time traveled. Well, that's all about me. I hope you learned something about me, and I cannot wait to talk to you more about my autism, and I hope you enjoy more episodes to come. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Sam Stories. Please tune in for another episode coming in very soon. I hope you enjoyed listening to me ramble. Thank you very much.